Welcome back, everybody, to the Nerdcore Podcast, the podcast that reviews the movies and talks that nerd shit. This is episode 659, and it is your review of Ridley Scott's Napoleon. As always, this is the Nerd Chicana here to host show on some of our wonderful co-hosts, Brad Young Yoda. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a wonderful whatever day you're watching this. Of course. And if you're on Patreon, you're able to get this episode early before anybody else gets to watch it on the day that this drops. Right now, this is scheduled to drop on Monday at 12 p.m. So you have this for a couple of days. I'm thinking uh, at least uh, three days before anybody else gets to watch it. So consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdcore and pledging just a dollar a month. You get access to the back vault and, of course, episodes early before anybody else gets to watch them and listen to them so go ahead and check that out we would really appreciate that over at patreon.com slash the nerd core but before we can get into the review brad uh what's up man i know i, I we just we just did something so i, I have to ask you again though uh, how are you i'm doing? sleepy <laughs> Brad, i just yawned like five times before we got here yeah, i know so, i'm sleepy uh, i'm sleepy yeah I'm I'm so sleepy, Brad. I keep forgetting I, that we we have these these other ones behind the other ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's just like you know, Lisa was like, ah, goes, I don't really want to do it. You're like, okay, all right, well, I, was like, I gotta do it with somebody, you know. True, and I just watched it, so yeah. Guess yeah. I'm it. Guess you're it, Brad. Guess you're it. Yeah. Um, we'll see though, because uh, I would like I would like for me to do Dune, and if you don't get to that, fucking, I'll have to do it with Luis. And that's Luis said that we have to start doing these things right when we come back from the theater, because then we forget about it and it stacks uh, up. I don't know about that. So I don't. Know. I mean, <laughs> I remember it. Well, me and him. What's it called? Well, maybe Luis. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, Luis forgets things like two minutes after they happen. So yeah, you know. so maybe Luis, but you know, maybe Luis, but well, speak for yourself, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Brad. But um, uh, anything, anything, anything to report, Brad? <sighs> I know not much to report. Man. No, I mean, um, oh shit, I need to watch uh, uh, Tokyo, uh, Tokyo, Tokyo Vice because the new yeah. episode just dropped today. Yeah, so yeah, I'll that's probably be right. doing that tomorrow. Also, go yeah. read my uh, season one review on the nerdcore.com. Yeah. I'm glad you decided to post on the site, man. For for a while, you just looked there and it's like, <laughs> and I, well, I got, uh, so I watched Bookie, the the one season, yeah. just because I was like, well, there's nothing fucking else and this kind of looks interesting. So I watched that and I was like, huh, okay, I'll write about that. And then I was like, yeah, I might as well write about Tokyo Vice season one while I'm at it. So, I got those two knocked out. So go read them on the site. Go read the all the other, you know, reviews that have been done. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of good stuff going on in the site, man. I'm really proud of you. Proud of us. We're not completely ignoring it right now. Uh, but of course, I'm doing a lot here and I'm doing a lot with my other stuff. So I haven't really put up a new review. I, I am writing one right now that I need to get to, but um just I'll, a matter of time. I'll, I'll be honest on it. Uh, I lost my laptop for a while. So it was actually up in this room, but I didn't realize it was under something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now, now my laptop is downstairs, and so I'll just watch random shit like YouTube, and yeah, that's what I was doing. I was just typing, yeah, typing shit while I was watching YouTube. Yeah, yeah. That's like okay, I could I can do this now. I just need yeah. a, I just, I just need I just needed a laptop <laughs> that I had. <laughs> yep, yep. 
It's like I had it. I just don't know. I just didn't know where it was. I didn't know where the fuck it was. And and now that I found it, hey, I can actually you know write stuff down here watching TV and you know. Damn straight, Brad. Watching the dogs at the same time. Yeah, watching the dogs, right? Well, you know they kind of watch themselves, but yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Brad, I I I was I was I was seeing that what's it called? Um, they're like, oh, it's not good for you to like say goodbye to your dogs when you leave, and I'm like, okay, but like. What are you I supposed like, to do? Flip them off and say. It's like I like when up. I leave. I like leaving and saying, "Hey guys, protect the house and don't fight with each other." Yeah. It's like, come on, man! Like, you, you guys can take the fun. I know that they're gonna get separation anxiety, but like, like they're, they're already gonna have that. Like, yeah. I feel like either way, how you put it, bro. Like, dogs get separation anxiety. Yeah, really I matter. mean, because you're their whole world. Like, yeah, they spend a whole day, like. If you're somebody who doesn't leave during the weekends, you're spending most of your time with your dog. So I feel like your your dog's gonna develop some form of separation anxiety. Oh. Now, if the dog is like clawing the hell out of your door, then that is a problem. Yeah. Like if it's making noise that you're leaving your house, it's like I feel like that's normal. Yeah. I, I mean, and you know, especially like nowadays, people work from home, and yeah. you know, those who I mean, I got COVID and stayed home for a week. So yeah. I'm sure my dogs are all like weirded out, like, "Wait, where the hell are you going?" Fuck, dude. I gotta go back to work. Hey, okay, man, just take care of the house. Right, take care of the house, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but um, we are here to actually talk about a movie, uh, contrary to popular belief. And let's go ahead and get into this, Brad. If you have not watched uh, Napoleon, 2023, not to be confused with Napoleon 1920 something, um. You should probably get out of here if you care about spoilers. But if you don't care about spoilers or you've already seen the film, go ahead and stay. Either way, how it goes is your one and only spoiler warning. And it is, in effect, in a five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> <sighs> this time I didn't mess it up. No, yeah. I messed it up this time. So, <laughs> all right, Brad, I've got uh, three paragraphs to read here. So let me go ahead and just get ready here. Um, yeah, Napoleon is the 2023 epic historical drama uh, film directed and produced by Ridley Scott and written by David Scarpa, based on the to- story of Napoleon Bonaparte, and primarily depicting the rise, uh, the, his rise to power, as well as his relationship with his wife. Josephine Bonaparte. It stars uh, Joaquin Phoenix as Napoleon and Vanessa Kirby as Josephine. In October 2020, Scott announced Napoleon as his next project following delays and recastings due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Filming began in February 2022 in England, lasting several months. In addition to writers David Scarpa, frequent Scott collaborators uh, included cinematographer Darius Wolski and editor Claire Simpson. Napoleon premiered at Sayer Play in Paris on November 14, 2023, and was released in the United States and the United Kingdom on November 22, 2023, by Sony Pictures Releasing, before streaming on Apple TV Plus on March 1, 2024. The film has grossed $220.6 million worldwide and received mixed reviews from critics with praise for the battle sequences and performances though it was criticized for its historical inaccuracies. At the 96 Academy Awards, the film received nominations uh, for Best Production Design, Best Costume Design, and Best Visual Effects. And, of course, uh, music is done by Martin Phipps. 
and also edited by Sam uh, Restivo. And it uh, sits at in uh, two, oh no, hold on. Oh yeah, two hours and 37 minutes. And of course, on a budget of uh, 130 to 200 million dollars, it made 220.6 million. That is not counting, um, you know, watches on uh, Apple TV Plus, ah, yeah, subscriptions and all that That's stuff. True. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm I'm not even gonna lie to you, Brad. For a historical epic, that's, to that's make 220.6 million at the box office in this day and age, yeah. Yep. That's, this, that's impressive. I mean, it did, did cost a lot to make. But then much, again, it's a Napoleon epic, so... Yeah, how much did The Last Duel make? I don't think The Last Duel made anything. But then again, I think that one came out during COVID, if I'm sure. Sorry, Brad. Uh, the Last Duel came out in 2021, post-COVID, yeah. And it was, and it made 100... Uh, oh, it made, on 100 million, it made 30.6. Yeah, this was a yeah. failure, but... To be fair, um, Disney didn't market this shit correctly. Didn't really market it all that much, and it was also post COVID, so yeah, uh, nobody was really going to the theaters like that. Yeah, but um, Brad, uh, you finally watched this. Uh, I've been holding on to my thoughts on this for a while now. I I, I kind of thought about making a uh, article, but I just never got around to it. Um, I I love Napoleon. I thought it was one of the best movies of last year, and. I, what number did you have it at? I did watch a lot of movies, Brad. Yeah. So I don't remember. I, I couldn't remember if it was in your top ten or not. I don't think. No, it was, it was not in my top 10. ten. Yeah, it was not in my top ten. Uh, but um, you know, for the people who complain about historical inaccuracies, I raise you every other movie that really Scott has made talking about um about history. Also, what 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 was Ridley Scott's quote that I really enjoy? Oh, you make the fucking movie then. <laughs> Or he also said the French don't even like themselves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, really, Scott, with um the bangers coming out. Yeah. Uh, this was ranked number twenty-two, so it was top twenty-five uh, of the year. <laughs> okay. Yeah, high percentile there, Brad. Yeah. 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 Um, but um, I thought this was great. I I, I thought it was an epic. That to be fair, I it had been a while that uh, you know that that. Really, Scott, I really made a, a film like this, and it's been a while since anyone's really made a film like this. Yeah, I, I mean, Doom Part One really has a grand scope like this. Yeah, and you know, there's some battles in there that are crazy. But that, but, that, but then that's a sci-fi. Do you? Yeah. When's the last historical, historical yeah. epic you've seen? I don't know. It's, it's been a while, Brad. It's really been a while, and. You know, it's like I said, really Scott really hasn't made something on this level since for a long while now, and he does not miss a single beat. Now, it is not your standard run-of-the-mill um, historical epic. I think it's more of a love story than it is a uh, historical film, and I don't have a problem with that because anybody who knows Ridley Scott's filmography knows that it's never cookie-cutter like that. It's never going to be just one thing, and he's always kind of makes something that is uh, that's a little bit more beyond the surface of what he's making. But Brad, what are your initial thoughts on uh, on Napoleon? Um, you know, I, it took me a while to get to this, like a long time. Um, 
Because when this when was this released? November. November, yeah. So I got to this what last week or the week. So yeah, it, t- it took me quite a few months to actually get to this, just because, just I, I knew it was gonna be long, and I wasn't so sure. Like I I I, lo- I like the Napoleon story and all that, and I like Ridley Scott. Um, after seeing this, um, I don't agree with a lot of the critics who just basically bash this film to death in those months where I didn't watch this. And um, I, I, I think Joaquin Phoenix and Vanessa Kirby do like a terrific job in showing, I agree with you, the, showing a love story um, throughout this. And, you know, I, 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 so I, there, there's some questions within this from like, you know, Joaquin Phoenix doesn't have the French accent and a lot of the other actors have a French accent. But do I really want to hear Joaquin Phoenix with a French accent? No. Have y'all watched Kingdom of Heaven? Yeah, no. Ain't nobody fucking speaking a French accent. No. Ain't nobody speaking a fucking Hebrew. Ain't no, no, yeah. No, none of that. So, you know, it, that's fine. Um, the, the historical inaccuracies. Okay, I get it. Napoleon probably didn't shoot the Finks' nose off, and he definitely didn't shoot the pyramids. But at the same time, that was fucking cool. So I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. That was cool. Um, all the battle scenes in this were cool and uh, just, you know, quite over the top and epic. And the the one battle scene where, you know, he catches them off guard the, and shoots the ice and they're dropping it in the ice. Oh, my and God. Just those okay. shots. Uh, I, I mean, terrific. Terrific in that aspect. Um, the, the one thing that I can say is I, I feel sometimes this movie is just is disjointed there there are times where i don't think it could have flowed as well because you what you end up getting is you get napoleon and war and then you get him back and he's you know he, he's with josephine and then he goes back to war and Joseph, which you know that's probably how his life was really like it's yeah. like oh i gotta go to war don't fuck anyone <laughs> yeah don't you fuck anyone. <laughs> I'm coming home. Make sure you're not wearing a damn thing. Yeah, or I'm going to stick your shit out in the rain. <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, you know, it, it's stuff like that. But it wasn't like big things like that. You know? Um, and I personally would have rather this been, you know, a series on television. So you can get that, that background of, like... Uh, of of josephine bonaparte and um you know get a little more on napoleon's like mom and how she you know what was her whole deal and how she raised him and why she was such a big part of his life um aspects like that that you miss out when you have a two hour and 35 minute runtime um that you just can't put in there that that that's where i would come in and be like that that's my big gripe is you know i wish you could this could be a series and there you get more info yeah um and i also like i i think cinematography is fantastic uh my god the interior lighting oh, is beautiful beautiful bro beautiful oh some of those some of those i love the wide the wide shots yeah um both uh horizontally and sometimes vertically so you get these these uh these French buildings, the, the, mm. you know, the old French style buildings, you get everything in them uh, from the artwork and all that. So yeah, cinematography wise, I, I think fucking beautiful. 
Yeah. And um, I, I, music is pretty good, too. I really like the music. I do agree with you, though, Brad. I think that at times the, the movie's kind of like... I think the movie's trying to shuffle a tone there. And it's like, okay, do I do I want to continue, like, you know, um, dissecting Napoleon's life and, like, his, what's it called, love, love his his uh, relationship with Josephine and his marriage? and Or do I want to continue going into, like, this... Um, this film about you know this dictator and you know and i think that there's just such um interesting scenes in here like when he gets exiled and he comes back mm-hmm. and everyone's like just like with open arms the army's just like having him come back i thought that was like oh my god that was so good like i was like okay here we go like that's something that i was like okay this is um like you know how, how easy it is to just convince these people like well, well and cool. here's the thing is you know Ridley Scott is showing how great of a uh, commander Napoleon was on the battlefield. And he was. Th- th- there's no question of that. But it only takes one major loss to fucking take it all away. And he also shows that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's just, uh, I'm also trying to think of like... Um... Performances wise, like I, I like Joaquin Phoenix, and I, um, and I think he's really good in this film. And he looks like Napoleon. Yeah. If you but, look at the paintings and him. Yeah. Just saying. But I think that that Vanessa Kirby was really the one who, who, who really uh, stood out to me in this movie. Vanessa I, Kirby was just gorgeous. Yeah. Oh movie. my god, she's fantastic. She has a very commanding presence in this movie, and you know, you know, this this whole year, that last year, there was like a lot of movies that were being like, like, oh, like Bradley Cooper's gonna be in Maestro. He's like gonna give us this master performance. Maestro comes out, and I think Carrie Mulligan is actually the better per- better performance in this movie. Um, I, I, I I do want to say though, I think one of the best scenes from last year, one of the best scenes. Maybe one of the best scenes of all time is the divorce scene when they're yes. there to write the paper. Yes, because well, you Napoleon they, they doesn't want to do it. Neither of them really want to do it, but they're being pressured to do it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I brought that yeah. up, Brad, because like you know, like it had been gotten like hyped up this film, and they were like, oh, like like oh, Joaquin Phoenix might be coming for his next Oscar. Like this is gonna be a thing, and then Napoleon comes out, and I'm like, okay, Phoenix is good, but like. Kirby, Vanessa Kirby is really good in this movie. Yeah. And it's how I felt about Maestro and it's how I felt about uh uh Ferrari with uh with Adam Driver, where I was like, oh my god, like everybody was like touting Adam Driver left and right, and they're like, oh Adam Driver might be coming for Oscar contention. And I was like, okay, but Penelope Cruz did incredible in that movie too. And like she was even better than Adam Driver in that movie. But, right. But, That's what I felt about this one. I, Vanessa Kirby makes Joaquin Phoenix's yeah. uh you know, role better. Yeah. His acting better yes. in this. Honestly. There's just moments where it's just like, like the, you think you're so cool because cool you have boats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fuck your boats. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. Um, I don't, you know, for the French being like the, the place for lovers, you know, where, where lovemaking was just all grandized. I mean, Napoleon, you know, like, We've already seen this fucking method from <laughs> Inglorious Bastards. So. <laughs> I th- like, and I think it's just maybe it's just frustration not being able to get her pregnant. But goddamn, man, you like you didn't have to like jackhammer into the. 
<laughs> to the mattress. Yeah. Oh my god. Like what's it called? Uh uh <laughs> you know, Red. I was like, there's not a lot of movies that accurately represent just how you know sex probably was in the middle ages. Like, I just watched, you know, I just watched Kingdom of Heaven, Brad. Mm-hmm. You know, where um, and I'm not saying that this is the Middle Ages, by the way, but I'm just saying, like, what's it called? Napoleon sex in Napoleon's time was probably the same thing that was in the Middle Ages, but they got this like beautiful sex scene where like all over each other, rubbing each other's body, and I'm like, yeah, guys, you know damn well that's not what was happening. What was Napoleon Josephine were doing? That's probably, probably what it was looking like. Because it was it was more, you know, about creating a child. It wasn't more, it wasn't anything pleasure-wise. I mean, you know, it's not like today where, you know, sex is now, it, it's reversed. It, yeah. It's not about procreating. It's about, you know, yeah. getting off. Yeah, it's pleasure now. Yeah. And, uh, but here, like, just, because, like, ima- just imagine, Brad, how Josephine must be like, I've been getting letters from my man left and right saying like, what's it called? I missed the, the, t- the taste of your, your, uh, your ha ha. And uh, like all these things and like, the, like saying like, when I get home, you better not have anything on just for you to get jackhammer for two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, God damn. I was like, you know, what? maybe I, I would be pissed too at this marriage. I mean, I and Joseph. yeah. And just, uh, just Napoleon wanting it just in random places, which I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's just a big fucking horn dog. <laughs> oh my god! But um, I I think this movie's really good, Brad. I I I just I look, man. I love Ridley Scott. I I've seen so many of his movies. I've seen a lot of his historical movies. And guess what? They're never accurate. If you want something completely accurate, I have a genre that's gonna blow your mind, and it's called documentaries. <laughs> So please, for the love of God, stop crying about the fact that these movies are not accurate when you can literally go to your public library and find a documentary about this subject. So please, just let people make the movies they want to make and stop using historical inaccuracy as a fucking accurate criticism here. Because Ro just, Ro just told you all to read a fucking encyclopedia. Yeah, encyclopedia, book, documentary. Those are three formats where you can go to get an actual historical look into what's it called, Napoleon. If you're trying to get a lesson in history from a film, I'm sorry to say, it's a work of fiction. It ain't going to usually happen like that. So you know what? Crack open a nonfiction book, rent a film from the library that's a documentary, or crack open an encyclopedia if you want to learn about Napoleon so much. Come on. Also, I don't know how people are hating on him shooting cannonballs at the fucking pyramids. Nah, that's so cool. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so cool, bro. That's so cool. Come on. But um, now, where does this land within my other movies I've seen from Ridley Scott? It's on the lower end for me because what's it called? Dude, I have Hannibal up there. I have Kingdom of Heaven, Alien, Blade Runner. So like oh, yeah. when I looked at this movie and I looked at the overall like, you know, filmography of Ridley Scott, I was like, okay. This is great work. If I'm looking at like late Ridley Scott career, I'm like, this is fantastic. And this is one of his best movies that he's recently put out. But, uh, you know, it does come in at the lower end for me. But, um, Brad, what is your final verdict on Napoleon? I've been bouncing with the number in my head uh, for the past few minutes. Um, I think I'm going to give it a seven and a half out of 10. I think, you know, 
I'm bouncing between a seven and a half and an eight. So I think I'll go with the seven and a half because I do wish this was just a, a series, just a television series. So you could get more of it instead of it yeah. having to be kind of a little bit rushed I, in my eyes. I really want to know what that director's cut looks like. Oh, yeah. I mean, because what, what did you say the, the 1920s one was? Seven hours? <laughs> it's like almost going to be seven hours. But this yeah, is the it's all silent. Yeah. But Ridley Scott did say that he kind of has a um, a like almost four hour cut that he wants to release like on Apple TV Plus. See, so I'd be interested actually in watching just to see, you know, what I compare to that. Yeah. To this, you know, like I said, man, like sometimes my 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 only major complaint here is that sometimes I feel like it's juggling two tones here and it's like it doesn't narratively know what to stick to. Yeah. And it's not really like blending them really well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm I'm on the same same page. Yeah. So um, I, I'm going in a little bit higher than you, Brad. I just thought it was a fantastic movie, and I really the battle scenes to me, the battle, battle scenes, scenes like are so fucking good. No, nobody does it like oh, Scott. Like really and the, and the the just uh, some of those shots that like the vertical of those French. I, I don't know what the fuck are they? Chateaus, the political buildings, whatever. Mm -hmm. Whatever those are, I mean, just gorgeous freaking cinematography out this. But yeah, the battle scenes and just Scott does a really great job of kind of showing how Napoleon's mind worked in figuring yeah. out these battles, how he hid certain stuff and then how he got them on the ice and how he that's just how brilliant of a commander he was on the field. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it an 8 out of 10, Brad. It comes a little bit higher than you, but I, I think this is definitely one of Ridley Scott's best recent works. And uh, I'll tell you this, definitely better than Exodus, Gods, and Kings. Oh, Lord. You know you know what's so funny, Brad? It's like I remember when somebody talked to me about Exodus, Gods, and Kings, and they were like, you know, man, I like this guy. And, you know, and I understand what's called his historical movies. But when you're when you're adapting the Bible, I think you might want to stick to the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> so, although, although by the I way, got, I got in trouble one time when um. Yeah, I know what, what you got in trouble for. Yeah, I, yeah that. being an asshole. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'll go ahead and say that, and I'll end that before I let's go take off the spoiler banner. If that man didn't give a shit about accurately depicting the Bible, he ain't giving a shit. He about don't give a shit about accurately depicting the French. Yeah, and with that said, that concludes our review of Napoleon. You can keep up to date with us on nerdcore.com, Twitter at the nerdcore underscore, Instagram and threads at the nerdcore, TikTok at the nerdcore. Uh, <laughs> Discord link is in the description below so you can talk to us about Napoleon and a lot of other really Scott films. We would love to talk to you all about them in there. Go ahead and join our Discord so you can uh, talk with us. And of course, um, um, on the, in the YouTube comments, also tell us about uh, what do you think about Napoleon. What do you think about really Scott? Brad, he just wrapped filming on Gladiator 2. Oh, wow. So, and he's already working on his next how, one. That how, he's this man's like, isn't this man like almost 90? Yeah. <laughs> Which is why, Brad, like, you know, you have on, 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 the on one side of the spectrum, Martin Scorsese, he's in his 80s. He's creating some of the most profound films in his late career, mm -hmm. talking about aging. Then you have really Scott on the other side of that spectrum, almost nine years old, and you're making shit like this. <laughs> and I'll tell you this right now, Brad. I am pretty sure Gladiator 2 is about to be pretty fucking awesome, too. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm feeling it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Two very different filmmakers, but just as profound and epic in their own worries, in their own And then Tarantino's like, ah, 10 films is enough. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, it's like when really Scott was on the interview and he was like, he goes, yeah, well, cool. Marty's like, he goes, like, Marty's like, well, oh my, he goes, what do you say? Like, oh, did like Marty is like, he doesn't know how much he has time he has left for his movies. He might have four. And he goes, I think really Scott said that he dreads waking up because he has to go to work again. It's Miyazaki all over. He's like, <laughs> goes, cool. I got to go make another one now. <laughs> God damn it. But, Still alive. Fuck. Yeah, got to make yeah. a movie. He, what's it called? You've just rapped on a Gladiator 2, and I believe he's working on a Bee Gees uh, biopic now. I mean, so, I, I hope I'm, I'm that. I hope I'm in the right physicality to fucking do something like that when if I make it to 90. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you, man. That's why I said in my review, nobody, nobody does it like him. Nobody does it like really Scott. And, uh, in the comments, talk to us about uh, Ridley Scott. Tell us about uh, what you think about Napoleon. What is your favorite film from uh, Sir Ridley Scott? And of course, why is it uh, Blade Runner? Why is it Bla- that is my favorite? That's my favorite. Right. Ridley Scott. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, uh, please leave a like on this video, subscribe to the channel, click the notification bell so you don't miss another review on this channel. And of course, if you're listening on the audio side of things, make sure you leave a five star review on your favorite podcast app of choice, and make sure you're following us on that app before you click off of this podcast. Because it helps us so much and it makes sure that these episodes get to y'all. And of course, um, if you want to get this episode early, once again, we thank our patrons. They make this possible. And you can get it by going to patreon.com slash nerdcore. Thank you so much to our wonderful patrons for making that possible. For one dollars, you get you get this episode early. You also get to, you know, have those three days before anybody else gets to watch it on uh, Monday at 12 p.m. And of course, we want to thank them. They make it possible. And especially our executive producer, Shane. Where can you find him, Brad? You can follow our friend Shane at twitch.tv slash XSRK or at Twitter at thriftedil or go buy something from the stuff you got at prisoncityvintage.com. And of course, without a do, Brad, let's get them out of here. All right, Raul. Thank you for being host as always. Uh, thank you to all our... <laughs> all those that join us in chat in the future thank you to all the listeners out there all our patreon supporters we appreciate each and every one of you and uh in this episode um i'm just gonna say we're nothing without y'all we're just brutes young yoda out I think you're so great because you have boats. <laughs>